you know, there's a, a point to life where you kind of feel alone, where in your mind and in your head, you feel like there's nobody there for you. And you kind of have to do everything, you know, all by yourself. And I think at least I've had a lot of people do that to me or come up and tell me that. But I feel like there's always somebody there for you. You just got to find them. And for some reason, I've actually experienced a lot of that myself. A lot of people actually come to me and just vent out their problems. I guess I'm just that type of a person. I like to hear people out. I don't really like to give out too much advice because at that point they could say that you told me to do this and it's wrong or this happened because of you. So I don't really recommend giving out too much advice to people in depending on like the advice of which you're telling them what to do, I would say, because if you tell them what to do, that's when they can come back and kind of bite you in the ass. <laughs> However, today I'm going to just share, share like a small story about this one person who kind of gave up to me because she kind of gave up on life. Well, yeah, basically she kind of gave up on life. And uh, it was it was almost, I want to say heartbreaking, but back then I just felt like tough love in a sense. And luckily it worked. Looking back at it, kind of somewhat regret it with the way I was talking, with the way I was presenting myself. But it worked, so you guys can judge me at the end of this at the end of this episode. But this is just her story on her struggle with her mentality, her mental health issue, basically. Uh, so I've known her. I'm gonna use her first name. I don't want to use any last names in these podcasts, only because that way you guys can get an idea of this person. But I also don't want to single them out, if anything. Her name was Cindy, and uh, we've worked for about a year together, and well, it was interesting because at first I did not really care for her, like the first six months, and uh, we were just working together, and we kind of just like, you know, said, hey, you know, as coworkers do, and then we got back uh I don't say we got back, but we got into the friendship zone and we just kept talking. And one day she just vented out to me and she was telling me just like her, I don't want to say financial struggles because she did come from an okay family, like, you know, well put off. But just because you come from an okay family doesn't mean you yourself are financially stable. And this is basically the point I'm going to get to. So she comes to me one day at work and she's just like hey do you just uh, want to hang out we can go grab something real quick i am the type of person that does not see hanging out as a date or anything so uh she kind of tried to ask that but then she gave up on it once she realized that i had no intention of dating her and from that point on uh we literally just talked as friends and knowing that she just vented out a bunch of stuff to me and I feel like I was just like a person that she could trust like that was her thing like she would come up and just vent so her parents are okay like I think her dad 
got a promotion, but her dad was a construction worker and her mom was a nurse. I think from the time that we did hung out, her mom did get fired for something, but I don't remember what it was. Anyway, she was just in a huge depressional state because her dad was on the verge of deciding to move to a different state, basically. And she kind of did agree with that, you know, California is just expensive in general. But she kind of like opened up more once her mom got fired. And like, that's when she started to like vent out to me and stuff. Her mom was basically devastated because like she worked so hard to get her nursing degree. And uh, Sydney was also getting a nursing degree. And uh, it was kind of like, you know, like if this happened to her, it's going to happen to me kind of a thing, which shouldn't really be the mentality you have. And then she was saying that she was like dirt poor kind of a thing herself, not from her parents, but herself. She wanted to be a lot more independent. She didn't want to rely on her parents money as much. All she really wanted her parents for was just a place to live. And it was fair. You know, some people want that. Some people just want that independence and stuff. She was still going to school. Like, she was doing pretty okay for herself. But then came the day where her mom literally was, I want to say, I want to say a little bit like of, of a drunk to an extent. She would just keep drinking. And it was just that moment. Like, she just needed her moment to recover, basically. And just seeing her mom like that, she did not want... Uh, her mom to struggle with that like she could find a different job her dad was like still sustaining the the house but for the most part he couldn't really do it all alone and he wanted to move out of the state either way and uh sydney was somewhat okay with that but she just did not want to see her mom like all down and in my head i just told her like there are many simple solutions you know her mom can get a different job somewhere else in another state wherever they decide to move to but i was missing the point now like looking back at it and what she was trying to say is that like the the point is that of is in the moment of seeing her mom's weakness seeing her mom's struggle in that in that sense it wasn't of what can be done in the future and that is the part that I somewhat regret of not feeling that emotional contact with her it was her mom in that's like in that moment in that situation at that time and like I was the one that just told her to say to, oh, to think that she's not her mom she just needs to finish the school and uh if she wants she can take a few online classes she doesn't really have to transfer colleges because if online classes work out she can do it all here and then she can get her own nursing degree and just not follow in her mom's footsteps all the way. I completely forgot why her mom got fired. And that's something I should have been paying a lot more attention to. However, when she did say like, okay, but like, what am I supposed to do now? I told her that finish school and just stay in California just till you finish then and then that's not what she meant she just meant now in that moment I was not thinking that I was stupid that way that's just me 
And every day we hung out. We hung out like once a week, to be honest. She was not herself at work. She was not. She was the type of person that was like up, uh, jump, jumpy, uh, jittery, uh, like a happy, positive person. That kind of went down a little bit. She was still somewhat that way, but that one kind of went down. Like at least I saw it working with her, and uh, like she wasn't really interactive too much with the customers, or when she was just like trying to help them find something in the store wasn't really the best uh look for her well from like remembering however she was also telling me that like she's not making enough working so she was just saying i need to find a second job basically and so she did she found another job and she was not only working two jobs to help stay in california because the way her dad was thinking was like, if I can't really make the money, if you guys can't help, I'm just going to move. Like, sorry, but we're, we're, we're just going to do this. And honestly, life hits you that, that way sometimes. But I told her, I was like, if you just keep going at it, if you literally find a second job, make up for some part of what your mom makes, because obviously, and plus back then, minimum wage was a lot lower. It's like half as what it was now. Uh, she was pushing herself to make that like to make the amount because she never had to pay rent before she never really had to do anything she just wanted to not only complete school but then she realized or came to the realization that she wanted to stay in california like the dedication this girl had just to stay in california after she realized like this is her home it was an interesting one she gave her her all she was doing basically 16 hours of work and basically another like six hours of school. This girl was getting no sleep. Sydney, Sydney was a, an interesting one too because she was always the person who would want to socialize, go out and have fun. Not necessarily drinking all the time and partying, but just socializing in general. And the most interesting part is that she never vented out. She never really saw weakness. But whenever I hung out with her alone, she would always just vent out. I think she might have done that with a few other people. Just like, you know, whenever two people are alone, you just start venting. You just start, like, releasing some things. And she was just releasing everything with me. I don't know if she did it with anybody else. She might have, to be honest. I don't know. But she was just telling me that her mom was just not herself she doesn't know how to help her mom and i told her to tell her mom that as like process it you're getting through it but in the end find a different job and i guess her mom was one of those people who just said i can do this all by my own by myself you know independent and stuff and like now that this actually happened it kind of like treated her as like a as a defeat so she felt just defeated after all she worked for but it's not the end of the world and maybe she couldn't see that maybe i i just don't see her pers like viewer perspective i don't know entirely what happened what she did maybe she did somebody ter something terrible i don't know maybe she didn't save somebody's life because she didn't do one thing like i i generally don't know and that's one thing i kind of regret is not really asking Sydney what happened there. And like 
I don't want to say regret either because you don't want to just tell somebody like what happened, what's like, and push that out of somebody, you know, it's, you have to wait for them to respectively tell you what happened. Sadly, she never really told me. But going back to like Sydney in general and how she just felt more and more defeated, uh, it was also the time and the worst part for her when her sister got in a car accident. I think two weeks or no, three weeks ish after her mom got fired. Um, her sister got in a huge car accident. She didn't die. She was, uh, what's it called? She was just in a coma, I think, because she didn't wake up for like a month. So it was just like a small coma. And I think I'm pretty sure it was a month. And uh, it was just heartbreaking for her. So she came out to me again and just says, like, I, I, I can't really do it. Like, I can't really do it anymore. Like, I just want the suffering to end. Like, at first, I didn't really realize it because I thought of her as, like, you know, a privileged little girl. Like, she had, like, parents both doing good jobs. She wasn't really struggling financially herself. Well, I guess she was herself. But, like, in general, because she did have the help of her parents and everything. And I failed to look beyond the point that was missing the emotional part. Like, her sister, her mom. And then lastly, her little brother, who basically... There was nothing wrong with, with the little brother. He just had a small sense of autism, but like nothing bad ever happened to him. So that part's good. She was just taking care a lot of her family. And if it's one thing that I can recommend for everybody is to for sure take care of your family because they're always there for you. They're always going to be there for you in a bad way and in a good way. But that's what she was mostly mentally struggling with all that happening basically all at once that she was now a caretaker basically her mom her sister and her little brother and i'm not saying that her dad wasn't doing anything i'm not going to say that her dad was all alone and kind of abandoning the family no that's not the type of person i'm portraying he did care don't get me wrong this man did a lot for his family this, the, like, he literally not only, like, he, like, what was it, took three weeks off his own job, but still, um, he was still working outside of that, if I, if that makes sense. He got, what was it, vacation pay, and he didn't take a vacation, because the, the pay they gave him was just for whatever construction business he was at. And from that point on, she was doing another job or something else. I forget what it was, but just trying to make more money, helping out his entire family. And I was like, wow, he got like another job instantly, basically. And uh, like it was kind of like a free pay. But the amount of effort this guy went to uh, just helping like not only his wife, but mostly his daughter that was in the hospital, like trying to just not, uh, I don't want to say keep her alive because she was just only in a coma, but like 
it was mentally distraughting for him. And like his other two kids, he was just praying that they were like okay by themselves. Like how strong mentally wise this guy had to not only hold back his his sadness, his tears and everything, but help out everything that he could. And then with Sydney, it was basically the same thing. But her dad urged her not to give up school, not to give up like working, that he would take care of his wife and he would take care of his daughter, or I guess his daughters, or her mother and his sister, or her, her sister. So then... Like a week passed after her sister was in a car accident and everything. And then she told she told me that she just can't do this anymore. She doesn't want like to to have this mental struggle. Like to have all this pressure put on her because she has to take care of her brother. She has to take care of herself. And she has to find a way. She felt obligated to take care of her family. She's like, I'm going to put in my two weeks at work. I was like, all right, do what you got to do. But, you know, you have to do what you can to help your family. And if that means leaving one job, do it. That's not on me to say, no, you need the money to help them out. I was like, no. If you need to be there for them, if you want to be there for them, go for it. I was like, there's nothing, like, I shouldn't be the one to tell you what to do. And you shouldn't be asking me to tell, to, to let you be, to let, to let myself be the deciding choice, the deciding factor, basically. Because, honestly, I should never be. Like, no one should ever be your deciding factor in a situation like that. So, one day, she comes back to work and she tells me, I can't stop working. And I was like, okay, but why not? She's like, well, I feel like I'm not going to have enough money to pay for anything else. She's not going to have enough money to pay for the books remaining for her next semester. The Like, what was it? Um, the down payment on something. But I forgot what it was. But she was just saying, like, I cannot, like, leave both my jobs. And I, I, I got to leave school. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking a semester off. Like, in general, I feel like most people just need a break. School will come whenever. You guys can finish school whenever you guys want. It's all a matter of patience, time, and how much you're willing to take in. And in a situation, if this ever happens to you guys, if you need to take either one less job or take a semester off of school or something, I highly recommend doing it because it's the better of your mental health. So although she thought about it, she did not. She continued. And honestly, that kind of annoyed me because she wasn't really taking care of herself. Because she pushed and pushed herself to like continue school that she told me, or one of her classmates told me that she was like, what's wrong with her? Because she was crying in class. Like she was just shedding tears and trying to hold them back. And I was like, okay, at that point, that's not good. So I kind of overstepped a little bit and kind of yelled at her. Kind of approached the tough love situation where I was like, okay, stop. Take a break. Either leave, either put in your two weeks right now and be there for your family or drop out of school. 
until next semester. I don't say drop out, but I, I did say drop out, but I meant to say take a semester off. Regardless, she got kind of like my message through and I was just yelling at her, which wasn't the best intent for me. Like I was more of a person of a tough love situation where this is not where you have to be. Basically, go home and be with your family. She was she told me she was thankful for that, like later on, like two years later. However, she like at that moment, she just felt afraid and attacked. And she kind of like yelled at me saying, she's like, you've never been in this situation before. And you don't know, like, you know what I'm going through. Although I did have to say that I knew exactly what she was going through. But I told her, it is not my decision to make, basically. But I am telling you now that I am making your decision now. So I hugely contradicted myself at that moment because I was through it at one point. I've had a friend who basically told me that one of their cousins got in a huge wreck, basically. And it was basically a close family friend, basically. A family... He, they, he was family. And he was not necessarily a car accident. Actually, it kind of was. Like, jumping out of a car, in a sense. Uh, not the smartest decision, either. But we had a similar situation. Not the exact same thing. All of us have, like, a different problem and stuff. However, I could relate to what she was feeling and going through. And I told her I had a similar situation before. And I know what you need to do. And I'm telling you and kind of demanding you to do it. We had a huge, like, I want to, I don't want to even say a huge argument or a huge fit. It was not the best thing for me to do. And I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, I, I probably re regret it. But don't because it kind of worked out. Because I knew that she was a strong person. But just because you're a strong person doesn't mean you don't have a weakness. And for her, I did come up and say uh, that she needs to be alone. And alone with her family. And when I told her that, like, to her face... I told her, not only do you need to be alone with your family, not only do you need to be like alone in general, close to them, like in the in the vicinity, but like alone yourself and basically take a step back and think, think of what needs to be done. Think of the future. Well, I want to say the present future, like think of the future of what's going on to happen within the next week. And what you can do to heal yourself. I said that calmly right now. But I honestly just screamed it in her face. And uh, she kind of like yelled back at me. You know, it was like a little argument. But to the better extent, she's like, I cannot do this because I need the money. I need this. I need to finish school so my future future can be set. Uh, basically, she was she was worrying about herself. She was worried about like what it takes to do what she wants to do and stuff like that. And yet all the, 
all she could think about at school was their nursing, basically. And, like, her mother and crying and stuff. Like, her mother felt so defeated because she really couldn't help out her daughter, like, in a, in a hospital situation, basically. Even though, she, like, she was a trained nurse and stuff, it still didn't wake her up. And I told, uh, I told her, I was like, well, have you talked uh, directly to you? to uh to your mom and she's like well what do you mean by that and i was like you've seen her upset you've seen her like in her weakness moments but have you actually talked to her were you actually saying like mom what's going on basically that's the part where she told me she's like she yeah like i told her what was wrong uh or sorry she told me what, like what was wrong that she got fired but she basically yelled in my face she was extremely like sad and like right now we're just giving her a ton of space and then this happened. We're trying to be there for her, but she's uh what's it called? She's just sobbing. And I was like, But have you actually just talked directly to your mom? In other words, stand your ground, do not leave the room, and talk to your mom. And she was just like, No. Like she doesn't want any like anybody really bothering her or something like that. We don't really talk and I was like in order to solve a problem, you need to solve one thing at a time. And right now she has multiple problems or she had multiple problems. So one step at a time. So first I said, you need to be directly alone and just think. And this is why, because once you start thinking and you're alone, basically you can find out multiple situations and heal yourself. So she somewhat took my advice she went alone to the bathroom and was there for like an hour and uh she kind of self-reflected took deep breaths let herself heal then she came out screamed in my face that she hates me and uh basically from that point on went to the hospital was alone with her family and then at that point she took my advice, talked to her mom, and the next day she came to work. She first thanked me, and she apologized. And, uh, what's it called? She told me that that day she's not only, uh, what's it called, dropping two classes, but also putting two weeks at the job we were currently working at. And I was like, good. And what I didn't know is that she also said, yeah, that night or that 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 time I went to the bathroom, she was literally thinking of cutting her wrists. So I don't know how I would have felt if that actually happened. Um, so that's why I say I regret a lot when it comes to tough love. Some people do need to hear it. But she said that like... I, here's the part where it's debating in my head because she said that like if I did not give her tough love and I gave her complete sympathy basically like it's going to be okay there's like you know nothing's going to go wrong they're going to get better you know and gave her like the small sympathetic things she told me that like yeah she would have never believed me and she would have just continued the struggle the struggle to the point where she was thinking of committing uh, or ending it herself. So it was not, I want to say, the right intention to go sympathetic. 
but I, I don't know. I cannot know because I didn't do that. I went strictly the tough love route and I was like, like yelling at her, telling her why she hasn't done the things that she's done. Basically talk it out with her mom and like her family, her father, if they really do need to move, uh, that part's fine. But at that part, that wasn't important. It was her sister and it was her mom. So Sydney basically came back and like, what was it? Three weeks after. And I think that's like around the time, like her sister finally woke up and I was like three or four days after ish. And she's like, yep, they're getting better. And honestly, like, uh, she told me like, yeah, she's well, obviously she wasn't going to come back to work, but she's like, I'm more relieved now. And, uh, like, as like, you know, 20 year olds were always thinking like, we don't have time. Like we got to finish at a uh, college at a specific point. Otherwise we're just like never going to graduate and stuff like that. That's a stupid, stupid train of thought that a lot of people have. Like, honestly, go at your own pace. Cause it's, it's, it's stupid to think what other people are ahead and what you're behind in because everybody has a different way of learning, taking in information. Not only that, life just happens. You don't know what's going to come up the next day, tomorrow, or like weeks from now. You just don't know what's going to happen. And with her, the only reason I say I completely regret it is because if anything, if I pushed her buttons even more, she might have just like slit her wrists in that bathroom. And she did say that she would rather prefer that. So I kind of did that with a lot of people and a lot less on the sympathetic route. And uh, I just don't know which is right, to be honest. Because if I did go the sympathetic route, maybe I could have changed her mind too. And she will, she's just saying that. Like, I really, really don't know. There are just some things that, like, if this didn't happen, then this might have happened. It's just a train of thought. But in reality, maybe I did the right thing. I just feel like I didn't do I didn't do it in the correct way like like I said I'm not a really much too much of a therapist I'm not too much of a of a counseling member like person per se but she had faith in me like since since she started venting and I just really hope that she's in a much much better place because I haven't talked to her or I haven't like seen her in like two years but I haven't talked with her slash texted her in like six months ish or whatever but she's since then I just want to say that her sister is doing a lot better she finally graduated her stress is like lowered immensely and she, I think, is right now looking for a nursing position and getting back to the story with her mom. Just to wrap things up here. Uh, not only did her mom find another job, but the main reason uh, her mom was like so out of it 
I still don't know what she did to get fired, but what she was so out of it was that she, like I said, she studied her whole life nursing, and after she got fired, she thought it was just the end of the world because it would go permanently, and technically it would, but permanently on her work ethic and stuff, so she could never really do anything else. She just thought she was completely useless after that. Um, she got a different job. That's the best part of it. Uh, well-paid job. Uh, I personally don't know what she does, but Sydney once told me like, yeah, her mom got a better job. Uh, it's still in the nursing like realm, but I don't know what she does. Uh, it wasn't a vet or like an animal. It was just like some, some kind of like nursing gig, if anything, like, I don't know. I'll have to ask her one day, but, uh, she then found, or she's finding, maybe she found one right at this moment. I don't know, but she finally finished school, finally went back and, uh, what's it called? Told, told her dad that they're ready to leave California. So that was like four or five years ago that that whole story happened. And now like they're barely leaving California right now, I think, or they've already left. I haven't really talked to her, like I said. Uh, but you know, some like some shit in life just happens, and the hardest part is just getting through it. Even when you think somebody's completely financially stable, even if it's just the color of their skin, you really just don't know what they're going through until you actually hear that person's story. And these are just moments in our lives that just happen out of nowhere. You really can't control life. They're just going to happen. It's going to pop up. Something's going to come up and you're going to be like, it's the end of the world for me. And for her, it was just that because she was just a happy, jittery person. And then like all that kind of kicked in. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. This wasn't even the worst story that I've got to share. And the only reason... I want to tell you guys these stories is that some people can relate to the difficulties. Like there are going to be people on this show on, on, in the podcast telling you their stories and what they had to go through, what they are going through. So in the next episode, I hope to have a guest, but for now, this was just a small story. So thank you guys for joining and I'll see you guys next time.